Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. of real life ghost stories and i have four spooky stories for you today and the last story comes from the 28th of february 2023 and story number one comes from amy i live in an old georgian four-floor townhouse in the uk this might sound grand but it has been converted into a student house so there are seven of us in here and we have limited communal space despite the university doing its best to strip the house of character this house does still have a feel It seems ordinary when we are all in the house, however being alone in the house is another matter. For example, I was the only one staying here last summer and I hated, absolutely hated leaving my room on the top floor when it got dark. It was as if a switch had been flicked. I'd be absolutely fine in the day, but after a certain point in the evening I'd become aware of how large the house felt around me. The thought of going downstairs to the kitchen or the bathroom filled me with dread in a way I have never experienced before. That summer was also the first time in my life I have experienced repetitive dreams. I dreamt multiple times that I was actually awake. I was aware that someone was in the house that shouldn't be, and I would dream of dragging my wardrobe or desk in front of the bedroom door to barricade myself in. When I woke up in reality, I would feel very disorientated. I let my boyfriend stay in my room briefly while I myself was away, and even he, a very pragmatic person, commented that the house felt creepy at night. Once everyone had returned after summer, the house felt normal again. However, last night, at around 12.30am, music was suddenly blasting through the house. It was so loud that my floor was vibrating and the window of my room was shaking in its frame. I was incredibly confused because we always warn each other if anyone is having a party and my housemates had not told me anything. I messaged our group chat asking where the music was coming from and if it could be turned down. No one answered. After five minutes I was genuinely worried our neighbours would call the police because the music was so loud. I went downstairs and located which room the music was coming from. However there was no voices and no light coming from under the door. I went back upstairs still feeling confused. I did not recognise the song that was playing and it also kept hissing with static with indistinct spoken voices in the gaps, before the same song would return. After another five minutes of this and getting no response from my housemates, I went back downstairs. I hesitated outside the door and the music was still blasting, with the static and the voice occasionally breaking through. I knocked loudly on the door and the music immediately cut off and did not come back on. I went back upstairs and went to sleep. The following day I learned from my housemates that I had been completely alone in the house that evening. They are 6 year medics 
and were out at a university event at the time, which there is also photo evidence of and they're not the sort of people to play pranks. The housemate who owns the speaker was too far away to have synced his phone by accident. The speaker is also connected to our password protected Wi-Fi, so it would be difficult for someone outside the house to sync to it by accident or as a prank. Even if someone had managed this, my housemate told me the speaker is set at 30% and last night it was playing at full blast. Of course there is probably a technical explanation for whatever happened but none of us can figure out how it turned on. Personally I am most creeped out by how immediately the music cut off once I knocked on the door. I can completely understand the feeling of like shock or fear or like oh no we're going to get in so much trouble why are they playing music so loud at like half past 12 the neighbours are going to call the police all of that and I wonder if it even was the speaker because you said it stopped when you knocked on the door so we often hear stories about houses where people or hotels or wherever it is where people hear the sounds of revelry or a party or they hear older music and people laughing they can't quite make out what they're saying what if it was something like that what if it wasn't the speaker what if it was like a an echo through time that was being played back and you just thought it was the speaker because that's the rational explanation right and I totally agree some houses or places have a totally different feel at night time so during the day you can be absolutely fine and then as soon as darkness hits you can feel like oh this this house feels a little bit uncomfortable so maybe you were picking up on that older energy too and story number two comes from Lindsay. i've always been interested in the macabre my friends joke that i am the spawn of satan and i'm pretty sure my teachers growing up thought so too my mum came to canada as a nanny from scotland and would later meet my father when he worked for the toronto blue jays baseball team we moved into a house with my older half sisters and my father a huge skeptic started to notice that something wasn't right straight away. He would notice picture frames turning on their own when there wasn't anyone around. He would also be woken up by a little boy standing in the doorway of his bedroom. He'd get up to check in on all of us and we'd all be sound asleep. One day he left a pile of baseball hats on the stairs near the front door. As he was pulling out of the driveway, he came back into the house having forgotten them and the whole pile was floating about four feet in the air. They dropped suddenly after a few seconds. We moved out of the house after my parents separated and my father never experienced anything like it afterwards. Fast forward a decade or so and I was completely enthralled by darkness and evil anywhere I could find it. I listened to metal music, would take long late night walks on dark trails all alone. I know it was stupid and looking back I don't know how I'm alive now. But any risk that could be taken, I was the first in line and ready to experience it. I moved out into an old mansion that had been converted into small apartments while away at university in Hamilton, Ontario. I couldn't find anything in the city archives, but rumours had it that this was an old orphanage. It was very spooky. One night I was taking a bath and heard a loud bang in the hallway. My boyfriend came home a few moments later and told me the ceiling had collapsed. I went out and took some photos of the damage and sent them to my dad. It was then that I noticed the imprint of a man's face in the ceiling. It was giving Voldemort vibes, so I did what any sane person would do and grabbed my cat Lemmy. I held her near the ceiling and asked her if she sensed anything. She naturally wanted to go back into the apartment. I'm not too sure what I was expecting. 
The next night I was in bed. There was a street light that illuminated my bedroom so it was never completely dark. I woke up and saw a figure of a man coming into my bedroom. He stopped at the end of my bed, turned to face away from me and sat down. I could feel the weight of him pressed down near my feet. He was completely black, a full shadow yet I could tell he was old, almost like he was tired and just needed to sit. I screamed, someone help me, and turned on my lamp and he was gone. And so was I. I noped out of that room, turned on all the lights and curled up in the living room. I didn't get any more sleep that night. Also, I'd like to note that nobody came to help me. Since then, I haven't really had much experiences with the paranormal. I've been to cemeteries in Salem, Massachusetts, had countless Ouija board sessions and continue to meddle into the dark side of life and death, I suppose. But I don't have as many encounters as I would like. I guess I'm lucky. I wonder if I would handle them differently now. I've been to many psychics, all of whom have told me I have some darkness around me. So I guess I'll just have to wait. Lindsay, I love a fellow spooky gal. You are a person after my own heart. I do love it when a complete sceptic is at the centre of a story, like your dad being like, you know, I'm not a believer, don't, I'm totally sceptical of all these things. And then he's like, shit, I keep waking up with a little boy in the stand in the doorway of the bedroom. And that bit of him walking back into the house and all of these baseball hats are just floating in the air and then they just suddenly drop after a few seconds. Does that mean that any time there wasn't people in the house, loads of other paranormal shit was happening? Obviously, there just wasn't anybody there to see it. Like, is that the mischievous little boy's energy? I also love in these stories how people will say that they have a shadow figure that comes into their room or they see a shadow figure and they just get a sense of age and gender of this shadow figure. And I wonder if that's just an energy that these figures exude similar to an energy where you that you feel negative or you feel dread or terror or fear that a part of that energy is like this is my life force I'm older I am male I mean it's just fascinating really Hey I'm Ryan Reynolds Recently I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts they said what the f- are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap we're cutting the price of mint unlimited from 30 dollars a month to just 15 dollars a month give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch 45 dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees promote for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com since 2013 bombas has donated over 100 million socks underwear and t-shirts to those facing homelessness if we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. And story number three comes from Shira. When I was about 12 or 13, I was obsessed with playing the Ouija board with siblings and friends. The house we lived in at the time was super old. My gramp grew up in it and before that it was a church and a shoe factory before that. When we would play the Ouija board, we would always ask, show us a sign that you're here. And we would hear furniture moving above our heads, like a dresser being pushed around. But above us was the attic that only had insulation. No floors, so nothing was up there. 
I woke up one night around that same age to our lamp, which was a touch lamp that had three settings and you had to touch it to make it brighter and then turn it off, but had to go through all three stages to turn it off. Went on to the brightest setting and then off and then the brightest setting and then off a few times. It could have been electrical, but I'm not sure if it was possible for it to do that. My mom grew up in the same house and once had her small lamp dance across her dresser for no reason at all. One of my most recent stories is, about three and a half years ago, my husband and I moved into our new house. And a few months later, my sister and I decided to play the Ouija board when we were home alone. It was dark out, so we turned off all the lights, lit some candles, sat on the floor and started to play. It was moving when we asked questions, but then all of a sudden I heard a whispered, Go away. I quickly looked up and asked her if she had told me to go away, and she said, Shira, that came from your mouth. I have no idea if it actually came from me, but I know I didn't say it. I was definitely creeped out. My mom and I have stayed at the Sally house in Kansas. We didn't hear anything while we were there, but we set up a camera upstairs to record all night and heard some creepy things while listening back, especially a child crying and saying mommy a few times. My mom and I also stayed at the Velisca Axe Murder House last year. That place had such an eerie dark feeling as soon as I got halfway up the stairs. Again we heard nothing while being there but got some thumps and some stuff on recordings. I love people who just casually play the Ouija board. Like put that shit on your CV because that shows that you have no fear. If I was ever playing the Ouija board as an adult or as a teenager, whatever it is, and I'm saying show us a sign that you're here and something moves above my head, you best believe I'm flinging that board and myself swiftly out the window. And you best believe if I heard a whispered go away mid Ouija board session, I would just expire on the spot. I'm also kind of jealous of you staying in the Sally house and the Velisca Axe murder house. I need to find a way to organise to actually go and stay the night and do some investigations in places like that. I use the term investigations loosely. Let's be fair. And our fourth story today comes from Anonymous. What I'm about to tell you is very real to me and it is something we live with every day. I take it very seriously. I've always been sensitive to the paranormal. It's nothing new to me and I embrace it. I even seek it out if I'm being totally honest, which is probably why some of us are here right now, but I digress. I've had many paranormal experiences in and around my current home and town. My little house was built in 1959 and resides in the historic district. My son and I moved into this house back in 2010 and it was seemingly calm aside from the outside riffraff of neighbours and busy streets. Neither of us experienced anything out of the ordinary until my boyfriend, now husband, moved in with us in 2011. My husband and I were night owls at one point and we finally had a night alone before our daughter was born. It was around 3am and we were having a conversation in the living room. Out of nowhere we heard three loud knocks on the front door. We both looked at each other in confusion and went to check the door which has glass panels but nobody was there. We rushed outside with our phone lights on and looked around the house and yard to find absolutely nothing. I know there is a significance to hearing three knocks, but we won't get into that for time's sake 
However, this would not be the last time that we would hear these three knocks. It happened again recently, but this time at our back door and during the middle of the day. The funny thing is, my husband was in the back room and I was standing about 15 feet away from the door that leads into that room, so we both heard it. He even came out of the room to see who was knocking and we both just looked at each other like, what in the actual hell was that? Weird, right? I can't explain that one for the life of me. Moving back in time a bit, the activity in the house really amped up when my daughter was born in 2012. We watched items come flying out of the pantry or get knocked off high shelves without explanation, and even witnessed a pen on the floor stand up straight on its ink tip and then fall back over right in front of us. Doors will open and close, lock and unlock on their own occasionally, and lights will flicker oddly. I can't say that it's all paranormal as I do try to debunk for the sake of reason and sanity, but not all things can be explained. My most favourite part of living here is the disembodied voice of a woman that we all hear sometimes. I hope you can sense my sarcasm here, it's creepy as shit. She started calling out to my husband at first but has since decided that she likes to call out to each one of us by name on occasion. She does this while we're in the bathroom and it always sounds like it's coming from our son's room across the hall. I recently found out from the previous owner and a neighbour that a woman died in one of our doorways leading into the house. But it happened in the 70s and the actual records of this incident are very hard to find. We heard from both of the people that it was a potential murder. Believe me, I've been trying to find info but to no avail so far. My theory is that the lady is a permanent fixture here because of her death, but as creepy as it is, she's benevolent and doesn't cause any harm. But not everything here has been so... mild. While home alone one night, I was walking through the dining room and into the kitchen when a man's voice said, Hi honey. A couple of feet away from me. I went to check the door to see if my husband was home but he wasn't and I was all alone. The following night I was alone again and in the same place when that same man's voice, inches away from me this time, yelled, GET OUT! I got my ass straight out of there and called my husband. Needless to say, he stayed on the phone with me until he got home. I never heard the man's voice again after that. One thing you do have to watch out for in this house is being touched. Myself, my husband and a couple of our friends have been physically touched by something in various locations around the house, including the backyard. Sometimes you'll get a tug on your pant leg, a caress on your shoulder or what feels like something brushing the back of your legs. But there's also an ass grabber who has copped a feel on me a few times. Luckily the kids have never been touched, which would absolutely make me lose my shit. Now for some of the visuals. We've seen apparitions, figures and shadow people. Before we closed off the back wall of windows that looked out into the backyard, I used to see a white shrouded figure walk by daily. It was the size of a small woman and it only ever appeared during midday. She just walked past with her head tilted down as if part of a funeral procession. I was lucky enough to have this validated by my sister, who watched it pass by one day while she was visiting. My son and husband have seen a large man who looks like a farmer walk through the backyard on multiple occasions, but I've never seen him myself. There's also a black shadow figure that stands to the far right of the backyard at night between a palm tree and a power pole. It plays a kind of peekaboo game, 
where it will stand behind the tree or the pole and move its head to peek out at you from either side. My best friend and her husband have been witness to this on multiple occasions. One time I saw it walk from its usual spot and up the backyard where it disappeared as it walked through our fence as if the fence weren't even there. I've never seen it walk like that again, but it still plays peekaboo with us when it decides to appear. We'll see shadowy, wispy entities and orbs flit through the house sometimes, and my daughter has told me of a shadowy child that she has seen crouching in the corner of her room a couple of times. I've seen that same child run through the house many times, so I believe what she is seeing is really there, but she says she's not afraid of it. You always just catch a quick glance of her. So we believe the spirit of the woman that was murdered here and a child spirit reside in this house as hauntings, but I can't explain anything else. My husband and I have even seen apparitions while driving through town at night. We saw a misty figure rise up from the ground in the form of a featureless man and then disappear at an intersection by our house one night. Then, just a couple of nights ago, we saw a grey shrouded figure crouching in the road, the size of a child, that just vanished into thin air when we approached. We even slowed down out of fear of hitting it. If I didn't have a witness to all of this shit, I'd have a hard time believing it myself. So the activity still continues and I swear I'll find the name of the woman spirit that lives here with us. My house is haunted, the grounds are haunted, my town is haunted, your town is haunted, what can I say? The paranormal is all around us and I believe some people are more sensitive to it. Maybe you're curious to know if we'll ever have the house blessed and the answer is, I've tried. A priest friend of my father's blessed the house years ago and I've cleansed it multiple times myself but nothing works. We've decided to embrace the weirdness, coexist and catalogue or record as much as we can when it happens. I don't believe anything here has bad intentions, but if they're being shitty I tell them to stop. This usually works so we all kind of go with that as bizarre as it sounds. We've since painted our house black to match the mecca of weird that it is. And what a great job it did surviving Hurricane Ian. Anonymous. What is going on in your house? I think the first thing to say is, thank God, A, that you have had other people that can validate your experiences, that have witnessed your experiences, that understand what's happening for you, right? That you're not just going through this on your own. Second of all, it is also really good that you feel able to say, look, None of this is malevolent. It is just here. We coexist. We cohabit. And if it gets to the point where it gets out of hand, I will tell it to stop and it's not impacting the children. Because I think those are the kind of, if you're living in a haunted house, are those the main things that you want to be able to take away from it? To be able to go, look, it's scary, but it's not dangerous. It's not impacting the kids. So we just live with it. So let's go back to the knocks because I think knocks are significant, right? But I also don't think they're always significant in that they're not always an omen or a warning or something demonic it might just be something's way of just getting your attention and I think actually nine times out of ten that's probably more likely than anything that is premonitory or that is negative and again you know it's good that your husband has also witnessed these knocks happening and that you were able to share in that experience and at least sharing the weirdness of it and I wonder you know if bringing a new baby into a household does something to the energy. This seems to have come up more and more recently in like the Belfast ghost story and then kind of harking all the way back to the Galway poltergeist story. I think it's called The Reawakening, they called the book. And they brought a baby into the house and the baby whipped up the energy. 
And you're right. There are obviously some things that you can experience that you can rationalise, like maybe bangs or knocks or things falling off shelves or whatever. You can rationalise them and a lot of people do for the sake of their own sanity. But of course, there are also things that seem to completely defy logic and reason. And the woman's voice calling you all at various times and the man's voice calling you, I am karate kicking that into oblivion. You know if that happens to me, I'm karate kicking the air. Judo chopping left, right and centre. And it just sounds like there's so much going on in your house and elsewhere. Like I see what you mean by saying that you feel like there is potentially a haunting of the spirit of a woman and the spirit of a child. Especially if you're seeing this shadowy spirit of a child running through the house and your kids are seeing it. But what's all this shit going on in the backyard? I mean, this little skinny entity playing peekaboo from behind the the tree this little shadow figure figures in robes you know all of that stuff like dare I say is the land your house on some sort of portal and you guys know I hate saying that word and for somebody who claims to hate saying that word so much I sure do use it a lot Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Thank you to Amy, Lindsay, Shira and Anonymous for sending in your stories. Remember, the last story comes from the 28th of February 2023. And if you would like to send in your story, you can do so by emailing it to reallifeghoststoriespodcast.gmail.com. You can also check out the website reallifeghoststoriespodcast.com. And if you are desperate for some extra spooky content, you can subscribe to the Patreon. That is patreon.com forward slash stories, where for $5 a month or $2 a month, you can access heaps of extra content, as well as every single main and mini episode completely ad free. And on that note, I shall see you next time. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.